I'm too sexy for my love, too sexy for my love, love's going to leave. I'm a model, you know what I mean. I do my little turn on the catwalk. Yeah, on the catwalk, on the catwalk, yeah. I do my little turn on the catwalk. For my car, too sexy for my car, too sexy by far. I'm too sexy for my hat, too sexy for my hat. What do you think about that? I know what I think about that. It's the Wrestle Getting Pod, and I'm singing it's my sector. Let's get the show going, guys. One cell, is this on? Let me talk to you. A little bit of the bubbly. Money, money, yeah, yeah. Ah! It's not hot. Yeah. Satisfaction guaranteed. Oh. That was quite a Oh. <laughs> too sexy. We, we are, are too sexy. We are almost Brian Christopher yeah. too sexy. ladies and gentlemen there is your karaoke from the wrestle getting wrestling federation (laughs) uh week month two voting results um as you can tell garrett lost again um our lawyers are actually letting us talk about not only did i lose the voting i also lost the lawsuit and the recount and the recount (laughs) One vote, one vote, Garrett. One vote. <laughs> <sighs> oh, awesome. So you guys really love hearing Garrett Apparently. sing. Yeah, that there you go, like the best shows, whichever one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. <clears throat> oh, that's awesome. All right. Welcome, everybody. This is, of course, the Wrestle Getting Podcast. We are on episode 67. We're not going to do any introductions. It's been 67 episodes. You should know who the hell we are by now. I'm Chuck Norris. You know? <laughs> You're Chuck Norris? <laughs> that says it all. Like, we don't need to do anything now. Chuck Norris is on the podcast. <laughs> this just single-handedly became the greatest podcast of all podcasts. We have Chuck oh, yeah. Norris. <laughs> oh. 
Awesome. All right. How are you guys Man, doing? Uh, I'm feeling you know a little Garrett. sexy. I feel <laughs> better if my team can you know, put something bit. together and score or something. <laughs> I'm I'm feeling good. I've had um had some oh, trulies. Yeah. I'm drinking something else that my wife put in a glass for me. I don't know what it is. So if if you don't hear I think Chris after a while, it's because he's she, passed out. <clears throat> oh, you know what? It's a wild berry truly. Wild berry truly. That's what it is. There you go. Breakfast wild berry truly. Truly's good. I, I do enjoy some Truly's. They've been pretty good. Now I just need to get my ass to the liquor store and get the Jack Daniel seltzers, and I'll be good. So. But I do have two bottles, two unopened bottles still of a little bit of the bubbly, just kind of chilling here. Oh, <clears throat> I have to save that for one of those for a special occasion, you know, like episode 100. Pop some bubbly. Pop some bubbly. A little bit of the bubbly. A little bit of the bubbly. <clears throat> yeah, episode 67. So we're not too far off from episode 100. We got some plans in the works for that. It's going to be fun and a lot of good times. Uh, speaking of good times, the uh, we're going to take a little bit of a hiatus from the WrestleGeddon Wrestling Federation for the next couple weeks. Um, but we'll be back with a Survivor Series-style pay-per-view in a couple weeks, which will pit the three of our brands against each other for ultimate bragging rights. And some draft picks and some other fun stipulations that we're going to hammer out the details on and then go from there. And then we'll uh, tell you guys about that probably next week kind of excited for that and that was uh garrick's idea so it should be fun so <clears throat> um as always be sure to follow us on instagram at wrestle pod with two d's twitter wrestle pod with one d facebook.com slash wrestle pod with one d as well um go on over to redbubble.com slash people slash wrestle podcast check out our merch buy some shirts masks some stickers all that fun stuff do what you can to support the pod um, check out the website for some more content, rest, more content. And I did say I was drinking. So com. And as always, be sure to follow our friends at the run in podcast, Instagram at the run in Twitter at run in podcast, Chick Foley show, Instagram at Chick Foley, Twitter at Chick Foley show, cheap heat and cheap pops network uh you can find them on twitter at ch heat pops and instagram at wwr podcast which i think they may have changed their instagram to uh ch heat pops as well and if you're not following jimmy king you need to be following jimmy king great supporter of the show of all the podcasts actually listed we love jimmy king he, he's the best wrestler better than the wrestler jimmy king and that's that king will rule you and whatever you do do not squish his butterfinger and then if you're uh following any of the <clears throat> female talent out there just please stop it oh god <laughs> oh we're gonna get into that so, good segue carl here we go in the news. <laughs> let's just jump right into the news head first oh by the way but <sighs> 
before you get there, I all right, the so record, right, you wrote WWF hiatus, and I was like, why is the world, why is the world, <laughs> I was like, why is the actual WWF on hiatus till December? There's a lot of animals are gonna die between then and then. Oh, that's that's as great as when Carl said, "Who's DJ?" World Wildlife Foundation. That, that's what I, was I was like, "Why the hell are they on hiatus?" It's a lot of panda bears. Yeah, all those all those panda, panda bears. bears. All those panda bears are just gonna go nuts with steel chairs and beat the <laughs> shit out of each other. The lions are gonna put the lions are gonna put the hyenas <laughs> through tables. <laughs> the orangutans and the chimps are having lighter matches for the last banana. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> oh, that needs to be a shirt. <laughs> An orangutan and a chimp at the top of a ladder like reaching it. for a banana. Yeah, ever since. <laughs> oh, ever man. Since, uh, WWE That's awesome. dropped the F, man. I, I haven't given a fuck about animals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Oh, awesome. No animals were hurt in the making of the show, just so you know. <clears throat> Let's get into the news. Well, hotline fans, I have got a hotline rumor for you. The number, what's the number? Let me call the number. In the Hulkster's hotline, you may do so by dialing one 945 Right, so as we kind of mentioned, um, I don't know what it is. Like, I do know what it is with, like, the female talent. You know, first we had Sonya Deville. Now we have Paige. Dude, if you're a creepy little bastard, just stop. Like, seriously. Like, if you haven't been keeping up with the news, Paige recently had a uh, stalker at her house just randomly show up after finding, after sending flowers and other random gifts to the house for months. Then the dude just, like, shows up. Like, I don't know what he was expecting to happen. Well, I, I do know what he was expecting to happen, but instead he was met by Paige's boyfriend who subdued him and then held him until cops got there. <clears throat> Man. Sucking just don't. Bastards. Like, if, the, if you have to take this that seriously that you need to find a female talent personal address and Paige isn't the only one like Jordan Grace has spoke out about this too. And a couple other of the, the female talents on the independent scene, or even, even with WWE or AW ring of honor, a lot of the talent has spoken out about this. Just, just stop. Like their character in the ring is not the same as the person outside the ring. Like the, the character that you see them portray every week in that ring was not the same person that you're getting on the ring. You're smitten with a fictional character. And that's the same with you creepy bastards that stalk actresses too. It's the same thing. Just stop being a creepy douchebag. Yeah. Stop. Most most Find people most even if you did have like a slim chance that they were gonna fall in love with you. Uh most people, both <clears throat> men and women, are turned off by people following them. So following them right. it's not a good not a good show. I mean, I mean, all you CLBs, do you like? Would you like someone following you around and stalking you and knowing every single little bitty thing about you and them being like 
pre- I'm sure you're fucking ugly as shit anyway. <laughs> so like, would you like an ugly person walking around following you? No, he wouldn't. So don't do it. Stop it. Just, just, just no. Oh, I'm sorry. You're giving fat <laughs> guys with beards bad names. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I'm a bearded fat guy. Stop giving me a bad name. <laughs> Damn, you assholes. <laughs> Good Lord. Oh, stop. Just stop. Just stop. All right, moving on. <laughs> We're going to end up filling like an hour and a half of me ranting about creepy little bastards. <laughs> hey, uh, so it appears WWE is looking for a new home outside the Amway Center, <clears throat> which, like, I don't understand that one at all. Like, what's the Amway Center got that got coming uh, up? That they Magic, WWE uh, out. They're thinking that NBA might start their season. Uh, coming up in December. I think, um, I think uh, last I heard that uh, WWE's uh, was in talk with uh, Tropicana Field, so that's a uh, a venue that they're looking into. Well, all I hope is is I heard that the Royal Rumble they're looking to do it in North Carolina, and they better do it, and I'll buy tickets and I will be there. I don't care how much they <clears throat> as if they even they're let supposed they even to let fans in. I've seen like they're gonna let like a limited audience in there for the rumble, which which means man, that's that's gonna be which means Roman. Won't like, I don't know if I want to do that. <laughs> Thank God. Ugh. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know if I want to do that. Like, I'm not ready to yeah. start going back to wrestling shows yet. Uh, December 1st is where they're looking. Um, I guess arenas in North Carolina, Texas, and Illinois were discussed over the weekend. Uh, WWE needs to find a spot where no team plays and is able to house the weight and power requirements of the setup for the Thunderdome. Where, where would they even find a spot in North Carolina that they could? Because no. they're not going to be able to go to Charlotte. They'll do anything in Charlotte. And it is, what, what's the, the only Charlotte. option? What is the... Yeah. Maybe. The Greensboro Maybe. Coliseum. Right. Is that going to be able to support the power and the weight yeah. of the the equipment? Definitely the... um. Oh, uh, what's the one? The one in Raleigh at the fairgrounds. That, that's definitely not going to be able to do it. Uh, Dorton. Yeah. Dorton's not going to be able to. PNC Arena might. <clears throat> I mean, that's the only thing that I can, like, as far as North Carolina goes, but <clears throat> like Texas and Illinois would be like wherever they're. Like their baseball teams use separate yeah. stadiums. I mean, that'd be the only thing. So North Carolina doesn't have a professional baseball team. Yeah, all right. That'll still be kind of still be kind of cool to have something here, but Thunderdome esque. But we can go stalk the town at the airport. Yeah, I said that after, you know, saying not to stalk talent. Like, leave me on my podcast. <laughs> I got some questions. 
Wrestling Gun Podcast. Come on. I just there there'd only be one person I would stop right, and um, be Bray and I'd ask him if if I could be a puppet on the show. That's all I would ask. So you just want him to put his hands up your ass? <laughs> <laughs> hey, if I if that's what gets me on TV, sure, why not? <laughs> you can bring hey. one that you made already. Can you, can you use my puppet? Puppet your show. You can uh, you can have him like beat up Rambling Rabbit since it's all you do anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you treat him like Kenny from South Park. Can you just let Mercy eat him already? <clears throat> oh, awesome. Oh, AEW Games <clears throat> made their big announcement. Uh, we reported a while back that they're doing a developing a mobile app um, similar to like a GM style um, booking app uh, game type thing. But it was announced, officially announced, um, which will launch in 2021 uh, by Comma Games. Uh, let's see. So they actually got two mobile apps. There's the AEW Casino Double or Nothing, which is anticipated to launch this winter. And AEW Elite GM is anticipated to launch in 2021. Um, so Comma Games is developing the casino one. Uh, which will feature AEW-branded versions of slots, blackjack, poker, and roulette, along with AEW music, sound, videos, wrestler, virtual avatars, gift packs, and more. Uh, the AEW Elite GM is developed, being developed by Crystallized Games, and it's the evolution of the GM simulator genre, taking the strategic elements of simulation and fantasy games to create a competitive and engaging space for the wrestling community to take part in incorporating the expanding AEW brand and serving as a celebration of wrestling as a whole. Fans take on the role of the general manager, designing a roster of wrestlers, setting up matches, and running the show to generate revenue. New fans and effects on wrestlers. Stand sounds like a Chris game right there. Sounds so, exactly like that game. Yeah. Exactly like that it's game. A, it's, that's like 80s. Yep. 80s warfare, revenge, modern mania wrestling. That's exactly what it is. And those games know. are fun as hell. <clears throat> I'm waiting. For there's a, another one. There's I'm another one. For used to AW play. the board game. AW the board game. <laughs> there's um. There's another game I used to play, a booking type simulator called Extreme Warfare, which was really good. And that would actually let you edit and add um your own wrestlers to the roster so you can keep it updated um sort of like constantly anytime like someone debuted for wwe or wcw at the time i was always updating my roster with the new talent stuff like that so those games are pretty fun like it's it's right. fun just to kind of take control of the show and and book your matches and see if you can book better than what's on tv right. which nine times <laughs> out of ten i did <laughs> yep yeah um, AEW is also uh, partnering with Ukes, the well, probably one of the most famous software designers <clears throat> to the wrestling community as they develop games such as uh, WCW versus the World, NWO Revenge, um, No Mercy, WWF, WrestleMania 2000, 
games that are very near and dear to us gamer slash wrestling fans hearts so they are developing the AEW game which will be similar to no mercy so i'm kind of excited for that they did show off some of the some in- images of the graphics which people were pissed about because be they're not realistic. super realistic like that so like All right i want a fun game like y'all sitting there talking about oh, i want a, a no mercy style game and that's what they're giving us and y'all bitching because the graphics aren't Oh, they're not hyper-realistic. I can't see the sweat dripping off his face. <clears throat> Fuck y'all. Fuck that. <clears throat> All right. Oh, I hate nerds so much. Fucking oh, nerds. The bitchy, whiny nerds. But would that mean I hate myself? Because yeah, I'm a bitchy, whiny nerd sometimes. Yeah. I hate Funko collectors too, and I kind of collect yeah. Funko, so that means I, I hate we myself. We all hate as well. a part of ourselves. Man, I, I think so. I, uh, I love myself. Except I got multiple so. parts. <laughs> a little too much. <laughs> I love myself. <laughs> I want you to love me. <laughs> When I feel down, <laughs> I want you above me. <laughs> oh, sorry. I think I'm getting old. I think the alcohol is finally kicking in. Um, all right. So let's go into our weekly topic. So this week, I want your guys' take on the top franchise wrestlers. So what I mean by franchise is when you think of a promotion like WCW, WWE, ECW, Ring of Honor, who is the name that sticks out the most that's synonymous with that brand that you think was the, the, the now top or franchise general? wrestler? Just just in general, like who who do you feel well, I mean like embody WWE the spirit of that hard brand? It, it's so like WCW. Well, I mean well, I mean, WWE, we can break down by era. <clears throat> so, like, the Attitude Era, the, like, the modern era, Ruthless Aggression. So, for WWE, WWE I would go Hogan, like if, uh, Michaels, Austin. Um, damn it, I don't want to say Cena. Um, just say it. Just say no, it, Um <laughs> and now someone who embodies WWE, I would say um just say his name. Say it. Say it. You know you don't want to say it, but just say it. Uh I'm gonna say uh Seth Rollins. You're a lion sack of shit. Say the right name. Shit. You know who it is. Who? You just hate his guts. I'm not saying Brock Lesnar. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what I want you to say. <laughs> Come on, Carl. You know it's Roman Reigns. Just, just, just say it. No, hell no. I mean, they probably want Carl. to be, but it's, Ro- it's Carl. It's Roman Reigns. I mean, 
Fuck you. Carl, right. <laughs> just fall in line. Just fall Carl, in line. Just fall in line. Uh, just fall in line. Wait, wait, wait. Are you talking bad about the Samoans? Uh, yeah. Do I need to come over there? Yeah. The only Samoan I respect in WWE right now is Samoa Do I need, do I need to? Do I need to do a? Uh, I need to do a splash off off the top rope onto an announce table on you. I can do it, dude. I'll pull out the fucking stairs and have them call this match. <laughs> All right, Garrett. <laughs> I don't. <clears throat> your franchise, know. WWE, who who sticks out in your mind as like their. No, I don't know shit. You don't fucking. Me. You don't know. Not even you one have name. To put Austin in there at some point. One name. The fact that no one said Austin. I did say Austin. Yeah. Oh, I didn't hear you say Austin. He was after Michael. Carl said Austin. I mean, you gotta say Austin. You, I mean, you could put the Rock yeah, in there too. Obviously, the two of them. I mean, if you're thinking of WWE as a whole as a brand now, I mean, you definitely have to talk about Triple H. I mean, he's like not only as a wrestler but as like a brand. He's definitely like, done a lot. Um, especially now, I guess he's doing. SmackDown yeah. stuff now, which is good. Um, so that's yeah. Apparently, he's gonna start writing stuff on awesome. SmackDown. That might that might explain the uh, the Sasha yeah. Charlotte apparently match gonna, or um, Sasha Bailey match. Apparently, he for the foreseeable future he's, he's writing saying that. So from what I saw, I hope that stays true. Um, good, awesome. I mean, I think you have to put Randy Orton in there. Um, I mean, if you're, especially if you're thinking about saying Cena, I mean, you also had to put Orton. Oh, someone didn't put that on me. Someone didn't put that silence on me. Definitely. Um, I mean, I think you definitely have to put Macho Man in there at some point. No, he never... Definitely, there's there's one. Macho Man kind of carried that torch though between Hogan and Warrior. But like Hogan left, Warrior was out for a little bit. It was Savage. Lost Carl. Lost Carl. <laughs> but there there is one name that you guys are totally missing. Oh, the put other it in the notes. Yeah, yeah true. The Undertaker. <clears throat> to me, that's someone. <clears throat> the Undertaker is someone that's been around for 30 years in WWE, spanned pretty much everything from the right. the wrestle crap years to the new generation. I, mean, I would even attitude I era, even ruthless say aggression. Foley's in there too. Reality, I mean, his modern. personalities. Like even when he got his big push, he was a big part <clears throat> of stuff. Like you still, I mean, he's. I mean, he. I mean, you even think about yeah. some of like the, but like, some of like the OMG moments or like stuff like that. Typically, always have him in it. Like a lot of those like matches you remember, right? Undertaker. Yeah. Well, who part. else? Who else is in there with him? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Carl, we're just saying. Um, mm, one big name I mean, that you guys left him, out like, was the, the Undertaker. Princess, like. Maybe like a little too, a little bit in attitude there, but I don't think like the company was really built around him. 
Uh, just look like to me, like the longevity that the Undertaker had yeah. running through, like, I mean, did you know, we did what 92? Jericho's on there too. You want to sit, talk so about with Undertaker? Like, it's the same thing, longevity. <clears throat> yeah, but if you look at that, but the Undertaker's character never left WWE. Jericho didn't hit his stride until he came to WWE. Like he was on the cusp of hitting it in WCW with his feud with with um Goldberg, but they completely dropped the ball with him because they pushed in favor of Goldberg instead of Jericho. So he left, and then really you know showed what he could do in W in WWE as far as like on the mic and all that other stuff. Like we knew his talent in the ring, but they finally gave him like like more control over what he was saying on the mic, and that's. We kind of rolled from there. <clears throat> but Undertaker's had options, has chance, has had chances I mean, he to was, leave WWE. He, was in WWE. he never did. He always stayed loyal to Vince. Yeah. Yeah. But he wasn't really doing anything outside of, you know, being managed by Heyman and, you know, things like that. But then when he comes to WWE, yeah. they put him in the Undertaker gimmick, and yeah. within a year, he's WWF champion. I mean, he hasn't held the title like as many times as like a Cena or an Orton has, but his title reigns weren't were pretty lengthy title reigns. So, they weren't so like we, one we and done. About ECW too. We talk about ECW. There, there's only one. There's only one name that pops out too, actually. Yeah. Um, the, only the franchise Shane Douglas <laughs> and Tommy Dreamer. Fuck Sandman. Sandman is. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. The Sandman. Sandman's up there, like because you've got Sandman, you've got Sabu, um, even Rob Van Dam. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. you can all pin them as you know the big franchise players, even Taz. Uh, for ECW, they were, and even the, the, the Dudley Boys too. Like these, these are all guys that pretty much that made ECW. But um, even after all those guys left, to the to the very end, Tommy Dreamer was one of the last ones there. Like he didn't leave until ECW shut their doors down completely, and then Francine. Like you think about, about franchises, Francine about was Rick, ECW right? from almost the beginning. Till they shut their doors down. <clears throat> Mikey Whipwreck too. But he he did pop up other places though. Because he kinda he left for a little bit, came back. But I mean he was still like a like a household name with ECW. ECW fans knew Mikey Whipwreck. Same with Tajiri and like like a lot of those guys were household names. People knew who they were. Like if they if they watched ECW, they knew who they were. <clears throat> or if they popped up in another company, you're like, oh shit, it's the Sandman. Or, oh man, it's Shane Douglas. What's he doing in WCW? But then you look at something like Rick WCW. Who, who was their top franchise? Like Sluger. Scott Steinman. Uh, the, na- the name Chris has on there that you're not saying? Buff Bagwell. He's literally saying 
<laughs> he sees the name and he's saying every name but the name on purpose because he's naming everyone who in his mind are better than that person. <laughs> Booker T. Booker T. You're gonna you're gonna throw out Lodi. Lenny Lane. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you can't mention WCW without mentioning Sting. Carl's like, I can. Stevie Ray. Horse <laughs> <laughs> <Course>, Hogan. <laughs> oh, awesome. Horace <laughs> Hogan, really? <laughs> said that- uh, one of the, one of the, the randos giant. that they added to the NWO for no reason. Side that he was like Hogan's nephew. Oh god! <laughs> you want to you want to throw the Ultimate Warrior in there too? <laughs> like the sick Conan. Psychosis. You might as well just name El Dandy. <laughs> Sequel pay. <Ultimo> Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> now, I do love me some Glacier. Ultimate Dragon. He was definitely a uh, a big part of WCW's cruiserweight division. Like, there's Damn. no doubt about that one. <laughs> Billy, man, you can't hate. Glacier Kenton. had one of the best entrances, though. Like, they put so much money into him. Raven, you can't hate on Kidman. <laughs> Yeah, they just pretty much did what ECW was doing, Raven. That was good. Yeah, DDP definitely, especially towards the um, ECW or WCW with the Monday Night Wars. uh, Towards the end, DDP pretty much stayed a constant. um, Uh, All right, well, with the mullet. (laughs) (laughs) With or without the mullet. <laughs> so that's pretty much like the the franchise. Like I I was listening to uh, Brian Myers dropped a um, offshoot podcast where it was called it's called Extreme Con Conversations. So basically, he was um, interviewing some of the um, talent for ECW around um, I think it was Heat Wave two thousand, and they're talking about the infamous fight between like XPW and stuff like that. But you know they're talking about Francine and. You know, they're talking about how Francine was pretty much there from the day ECW opened its doors to the day it closed. And, you know, that's when I thought of, you know, who really, like, you look at these other companies, who was pretty much there, like, day in, day out, good times, bad times, like, companies, like, falling, you know, they pick themselves back up. What what talent was there during those time frames? So, those transitions, like, and who, who was the face of that company, who built the company up? Things like that. So that's where I came up with the idea for that. So, but you should definitely check that out, Brian Myers. Um, extreme conversations. It's actually pretty cool. It's a talk with uh, Nova and um, Justin. A couple other guys, just incredible. Um, it's just it's not just the coolest. It's not just the best. It's just in. 
Did he have incredible? Did he have like his thirty posse members? Right. He had so when he comes yeah, to the ring. That's gonna wrap that up. Yeah, man. Every time I have watched his matches, he's got like five people at random. Justin Carter. Yeah, yeah. He had um during that match. I think it was it was him and Tommy Dreamer for the ECW Championship. Uh, <laughs> Francine ended up turning on Tommy, hit him in the hit him in the dick. <laughs> um, cost him the match. He ended up losing the world. You losing the championship to Justin Incredible. Um, I think he had uh like a couple other people out there with him too. I can't remember. Oh, I can't remember what his tag team partner was at the time. I know it wasn't it wasn't Lance Storm or someone else. Might have been Lance Storm. The impact players. But yeah. So all right. So that's gonna wrap that up. That's um all that fun stuff there. We're gonna jump into or get in the ring segment here in a minute. We're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back with that. We're gonna run down the week that was. Um, go over our full gear predictions. Um and all that. So Stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Um, too sexy for this podcast. Too sexy for this podcast. I'm Captain Lou Albano talking about drugs. Kids, don't be afraid to say no. Anyone that asks you to use drugs is not your friend. Drugs can and will kill. Remember, don't be afraid to turn to your priest, your rabbi, your minister, your moms, your dads, your teachers, because drugs can kill. And if you do drugs, you go to hell before you die. Prime time, baby. Prime time, baby. I built this house. This is my house. Y'all should know who built this house. Prime time, bitch. Prime time, bitch. Show me the green and watch me go. Prime time, skills. Prime time, skills. Y'all should know who built this house. Prime time, bitch. Prime time, bitch. Show me the green and watch me go. Too sexy for the segment. Too sexy for the segment. <laughs> Too sexy, it hurts. <laughs> All right. Let's uh run through SmackDown here real quick. Not a whole lot. Um, we had Bailey versus Sasha. Um I this is probably the only match I watched on SmackDown. Like which was really good though. It, it is like anytime Bailey and Sasha wrestle. Like the few, like a lot of people think that they wrestle each other all the time, but they don't. They really don't. This is probably like the seventh or eighth time, maybe even less than that, that they've actually physically wrestled each other. Like in a singles match, they've been in other matches together, like elimination chamber matches, Royal Rumble matches, things like that. But this, 
this is one of the few where it's actually been Sasha Bailey one-on-one. <clears throat> it's not like, you know, every other week where Sasha was wrestling Charlotte. No. Like, Sasha and Bailey haven't really wrestled each other that much. And every time they do, they try to make it as entertaining as possible. I mean, we, we kind of talked about it, I think, a couple weeks ago um, after their Hell in a Cell match where it's, you know, I'm going to compare, compare it again to Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, like, or even Johnny yeah. Gargano and Tommaso Ciampo. I can watch them wrestle for like two weeks straight and not get bored because they're always going to try to do something different from all those previous matches that they had. I mean, and Sami Zayn and... Tell you what I, tell you what I would like to see is them uh, mud wrestle. <laughs> oh, you would. You would. <laughs> oh, but uh, yeah, but Sasha... Sasha retained, uh, breaking her uh, first title defense curse. Because every time she defends the title, she loses it, but she actually retained. So that gives us some hope for maybe a halfway decent title run for Sasha. Hopefully. Hopefully. A couple other notable things. We had uh, Seth Rollins and Baron Corbin and Ruby Riot. Uh, qualify for their respective Survivor Series teams, uh, which is amazing because a lot of people were very happy to see Ruby go over Natalia to go into that Survivor Series team, which I'm I'm cool with it. I Natalia really hope, always ends up being on the Survivor Series teams every year. So I put really Ruby hope face on they there. keep they keep doing what they've been doing, where she's in the same she's in a triple threat match, and then she's going to win of the her her finger four, and then the other person taps her out quite great i like it <laughs> i actually really liked it i thought it was interesting that they did it like that and then um the highly um rumored and anticipated bloodline looks like it's starting to come together um with roman and jay uso hopefully we'll get jimmy on board with that when he's able to return hopefully we don't have to go through the whole um the whole spiel with a uh, roman having to beat him down so hopefully he'll just fall in line. They can even recruit like Tamina, maybe like get some other like try to get some of the other like family members in this group as well, and just have like one big Samoan stable just like kicking ass every week. Like it, I love it. Yes, they kick ass. Like that's the thing. They have to kick ass. Like they, they have to just, kick ass. They really. They, just, they have to. Get... I want to see them go after. I want to see them try to recruit the Gorillas of Destiny and bring them in. I don't know how long. I know they've got contracts with New Japan, but like I don't know when they're up or anything. But that would be awesome to have them come in and join the stable. I like to see. I'd like to see Samoa Joe like burst them. Like, nah, bitch, I I got my tribe. And have like two (laughs) tribes, like two Samoan tribes. That yeah, could be interesting. The other thing that would be that I saw somebody mention Roman versus The Rock. Yep. I I'm down for that. Dude, no. No? I'm not down for that. Really? No. No. Number one, if if they had fucking The Rock lose to Roman, I would be so pissed I probably wouldn't watch wrestling again. 
I would love it. Because who else? Like, you're, you're coming up there saying that you are the head of the table. You're the head of the but table. you don't deserve it. Yeah. But then The Rock comes in and looks at Roman like, who the hell do you think you are? Like, what have you done? You're not the head of this table. You're not the the hot, you're not the chief. Well, and like I mean, start running down, like you know, the rock be like, yeah, the rock weren't like, the rock weren't really included in the family though, like from what I remember. <clears throat> I don't know how it works. I don't know. Well, they they can still do a storyline with it, right? Uh, Something like that, and culminate in like a. Like a pre WrestleMania type storyline, then have it call no, obviously it would have to happen at WrestleMania, but just to see The Rock and Roman Reigns, and then actually, like, how pissed, like you said, you don't want to see The Rock lose to Roman. How pissed would that crowd be if Roman beats The Rock? Oh, now they'd probably love it because I mean, Roman has all these fanboys that pretend like they don't like him, but they're really <laughs> fanboys of him. I think it would. I think it would definitely solidify him as like a top heel, having like going over the Rock at WrestleMania. Yep. Especially yeah. with the Usos, getting, especially the Usos getting involved and in like beating down the Rock too. I think it'd be great. Yeah. No, it wouldn't be. <laughs> no, it fucking sucks. Huh? Everything sucks. Whole thing sucks. Whole thing sucks. That's okay. Like, well, cool. Like, that's why that's why we do this because we all have different opinions, and we discuss our opinions. Right. It's a lot of you fun. Know, you know, the Street Profits are like the best tag team on SmackDown, and Carl thinks they suck. I mean, there's a difference, you know. No. Yeah, I want to go the best tag team on SmackDown. I know. I'm just fucking. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Whatever fucking tag teams are on SmackDown. <laughs> Like they split them all up. <laughs> the only other one was Nakamura and Cesaro. <laughs> yep. But then they move uh they moved Ziggler and Root over to SmackDown, didn't they? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Which I don't think they've really done anything with the two of them as a team. Um just Dolph losing. Yeah. All right. But uh yeah, let's move on to Raw. <laughs> Uh, we get Randy Orton out. Um, he is set to defend his title against Drew McIntyre next week. So that should be a pretty decent match between the two of them. Hopefully this will be the last match uh, between Orton and Drew for a while. And we can move on to um, Orton and The Fiend, which I think people are really dying to see. I know I am, especially with the whole Alexa Bliss storyline. Um, speaking of Alexa Bliss... She was confronted by Nikki Cross, and Nikki Cross pretty much gave her a choice, and Alexa chose him. Pretty psyched about the lines running right now. Like I think it's a little better yep. than the Roman one. So, I mean, they've got like two two solid storylines on each show with you know the Roman bloodline thing and the, the Alexa Bliss and Fiend story arc. So, two of the better ones they've done in a while. Um. With that, we got uh, Matt Riddle wins his match. He joins the Survivor Series team. And uh, Mustafa Ali picks up a win for uh, regurgitation. Finally, making um, a ricochet tap out. I just want to say, yeah. from a ricochet standpoint, it must really suck to 
have been beaten up by the Hurt Business for so long, and then he wins a match, so they would leave him alone just to get beat up again by another faction. Must really suck. Must really suck. He should he should have took the Hurt Business up on their offer. Yep. Yeah. Same with Apollo. But Apollo's on SmackDown, yeah. so it doesn't matter. You forgot a couple things. Um, the the um, Survivor Series uh, team was feeding again, and so uh, uh, they had a tag team match between them with AJ Styles, the uh, referee. Oh, I saw that. <laughs> Garbage. Yeah, I didn't forget that. I left it on purpose because they do that storyline every single year. And then yep. the six man tag team where uh, uh, fucking a new day and Drew McIntyre versus uh, Ms. Morrison and uh, Orton. Which my complaint yeah. with that is why is someone who could take your title on your team? They addressed that at the beginning of the show, Garrett. It doesn't matter if he can't do it during the match. He can, but he he said he wouldn't. He didn't, yeah, you can cash in at any time. He's, but Orton, he said that he's not going to cash in on Orton because him and Morrison are focused on taking the uh, tag titles off the New Day. Uh, interesting. Even though they don't. I, yeah. I don't think. Even though they're not getting a title shot. I don't think Miz is going to cash that title that briefcase in anytime soon. I think he's going to hold it for a little while. I don't think they're going to have. He's not going to cash it in. So the real question is: Is does he have a year from when he took it from Otis, or does he have a year until the next Money in the Bank briefcase? Um, it's probably till the next Money in the Bank. I don't think the the time frame resets. Yeah, interesting. Right. Anyway, I'm sure I'm sure he's going to cash it in the next couple months. So, yeah. Anyway, it's, it's not going to be on Orton. NXT. NXT man, we kicked off that show with with uh, Johnny Gargano and his wheel, wheel of competitors, which uh, he wrote in Leon Ruff's name on there, and Ruff ended up defeating Gargano. I mean, had a little bit of help from Damian Priest, but uh, Leon Ruff is your new. North American champion. Okay. Damian Priest didn't do a damn thing. Gargano just kept looking at him, and that was his own fault. Hey, that's, that's all it takes. Eyes on the prize, it's, not on the guy that's going to beat the shit out of you after the match. Hey, it's the same when the Hurricane beat The Rock in the main event on Raw. Austin came out, didn't do nothing. The Rock was too focused on Austin, and Hurricane got the quick schoolboy three count. Hmm. It's, it's just how it goes, man. It just takes a little bit. <laughs> uh, yeah. So new North American champion that actually was pretty cool. Definitely was not something that I don't think anybody was expecting, especially like someone like Leon Ruff, who's only been on there like a handful of times. If that, you know, well, it was pretty cool. It was a good match to begin with. So. Uh, Santos Escobar retained the cruiserweight title over Jake Atlas. Um, Joaquin Phoenix, not Joaquin Phoenix, <laughs> Joaquin <laughs> Wild, <la> Joaquin Phoenix came out as a joker. <laughs> uh, Wild and um, Mendoza got ejected from Reed's side after not trying to trip up Atlas. 
Um, but Escobar pulled out the win without the two of them. So uh, that was actually a really good match, too. Uh, we saw Candice LeRae defeat Tony Storm using the fo- using the ropes of his leverage. Um, Ghostface hits the ring to save LeRae from a uh, Tony Storm beatdown. Um, but then Shotzi comes out, tries to even the odds up, but just a little too much. And um, Indy Hartwell is revealed to be uh, Ghostface. No fucking way. Yeah, no way. Nobody saw that one. No, coming it's all, all coming. So, so they've only been like alluding to Indy Hartwell being a Gargano family fangirl for like the last three months. So, right. yeah. Oh, and the only tidbit I was going to add is I don't see Escobar losing that title until Devlin comes to, uh, back to NXT. Yeah, I think we're going to get Devlin and Escobar, so, yeah. which he's back on um, NXT UK. Right. So I think it's going to be a little bit before we actually see him on. Um, Regular NXT TV. Right. Oh. But, um, yeah, the uh, main event, we saw Brizongo get the rematch against um, Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan, which was a really great matchup. Um, we saw a little bit of interference from um, not really in the match itself, but Drake Maverick had come out and uh, took out McAfee with a nice little dive from the ring, from the ring apron, and um, trying to help Brizongo get the win. Almost got it. Fandango hit the last dance, um, got a two count on it. Um, Pete Dunn came around, beat down Maverick, and then uh, knocked down. Um, I think it was Breeze was on the top on the apron, so Fandango couldn't make the tag, uh, which caused uh, Oni and Danny Birch to uh, hit the finisher and pick up the win. And then, of course, the Kings of NXT beat down the three of them. So, I mean, eventually. I was expecting Undisputed Era to come back tonight. I was too. It was kind of disappointing not to have them on there, but at the same time, like these guys have only been running for a few weeks. So, like I say, keep Undisputed Era off TV for like a couple more weeks and then bring them back. Yeah, that's what I hope they do. They're going to bring them back as retribution. Yep. <laughs> Uh, they can come in like hoods and masks. Come back as Retribution 2.0. <laughs> oh, awesome. But my thing is, like, I don't think they're all going to come back at one time. Or if they do, like, they're not all going to come out together to start out with. I think you're going to see, like, Adam Cole come out maybe first. And then, like, be flanked by Roddy and Fish and O'Reilly, like. Like they say, like something like, "Yeah, it's too bad you showed up alone." Blah blah blah, you know. And then like Adam Cole is like, "Yeah, I'm not alone." And like the three of them come out, something like that. Or hopefully it'll just be like all four of them just storm the ring, which will be fun too. So yeah, so it was the uh, the week in WWE. Let's um head on over to Jacksonville and uh, talk some AEW. Yeah. So we're gonna kick it off with full gear. Uh, let's kick down here to the bottom of the list where we've got the opening title match on the buy-in, which is three deep defending the NWA Women's Championship against Allison K. Um, <laughs> the ironic thing with this is Allison had mentioned <laughs> a couple weeks ago that the NWA title was being defended and not a single one of them was on the NWA roster. Um, Allison K's t- um, contract ran up last week. So she's getting an NWA Women's Championship match, and again, neither one of them are on the roster. 
<laughs> but it was a good match. Uh, Serena ended up retaining. Uh, Thunder Rosa did make an appearance at the end, uh, staring down Serena from the rampway. So looks like the um, Serena's next challenger is going to be Thunder Rosa, who's looking to regain the NWA Women's Championship before she eventually – or she may just lose it, and then you know we'll find out where she ends up signing. So she'll be fun. Hopefully she saves the AEW because they desperately need her in their women's division. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they wouldn't. Women uh, but... Yeah, their women's division is terrible. Yep. And Tony Khan knows it too. He's just not doing anything about it. Um. So yeah. So Garrett, you pick Serena. Actually, we all pick Serena to retain. So we're all right on that one. Uh, we had Orange Cassidy take on John Silver. Uh, we all pretty we all picked Orange Cassidy on that one. Uh, MJF defeated Jericho, so MJF gets to be added to the inner circle. Um, Garrett, you picked Jericho. Carl and I both picked MJF. Uh, then we've got the elite deletion match. Matt Hardy taking out Sammy Guevara. Uh, Matt Hardy ended up picking up the win on that one. Did y'all watch that match? Nope, but I heard Gang Grail was in there. The Hurricane was yeah. in there. Yeah, I saw some uh, little uh, tidbits here and there on it, which was just pretty much all I needed to see. So, yeah. this remi- um, so basically, remind you how bad uh, the fireworks suck in North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole thing with that, the hurricane and Gangrel. I don't know if y'all remember a couple years ago there was a Hardy's Hardy Compound Halloween special. Yep. That had like Papa Shango and the Boogeyman. Yep. Remember, like, um, well, he started off as the Godfather. Yep. And then he got thrown into the Lake of Reincarnation. He came back as Papa Shango. Um, Helms was there as the Hurricane, but he got kidnapped. And I guess they were supposed to do another thing with this, but they never did. So, so they pretty much tied it up on the Elite Deletion. So, like, you had the dude dressed in all black with the gloves, the mask on and everything, and he's got, you know, the hurricane tied up, and, you know, Matt ends up, you know, freeing the hurricane. And Helms looks at him and goes, what took you so long, man? He's like, I'm sorry. I had to go to AEW to get this finished. He's <laughs> like, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's funny. But, you know, he ends up taking, you know, the guy takes his mask off and his gangrel, which is awesome because I love me some gangrel. Um so that was pretty cool, and I love me some Hurricane. But that's no big, big secret here, but, but it was pretty cool. So, but uh, yeah, Matt ended up beating Sammy Guevara in that matchup. Um, Reby had tweeted earlier in the day asking why there is a ring on fire in her lawn, <laughs> which is quite interesting. So, uh, let's see. We had the finals for the number one contender for the AEW World Championship. The Kenny Omega taking on Hangman Page. Um, the little bits and pieces I saw on this actually look like a pretty solid matchup uh, with Kenny Omega picking up the win on that. It was, it was. I mean, it was an okay matchup. It was just like I was anticipating like a better match, and it was just kind of, eh. It was good, but it wasn't like, I'm not going to like talk to my kids about that time I saw fucking Kenny Omega uh, and Adam Page, you know. 
<laughs> oh, I forgot um the elite deletion match. Garrett picked Sammy, I picked Sammy, and Carl picked Matt Hardy. And then we all nope, actually uh Garrett picked Adam Page. Carl and I both picked Kenny Omega. For that one. Um, Sheeta retained against Nyla Rose, which a lot of people are saying was the worst match on the card. Um, we all picked Sheeta to win that one. Hey, I I disagree. I, think, I disagree. It was a really good match. Uh, they're just pissed. There was like one, I mean, their last huh? Their last match was pretty good. Yeah, it was a pretty good match. There was one like the the finish was kind of botched just a little bit because Vicky trips uh trips trips her, but it's like the trip wasn't that good. It was like a like a shitty uh, trip, and she just sold it. Uh, but other than that, it was a it was a decent, it was a decent match. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Man, I think that a lot of this too was the build for the match, which was primarily done on dark, and like half the audience that they have for Dynamite doesn't watch dark. So like a lot of those people, a lot of I think a lot of it came from that. It's like there's where's the build up for this. So it never translated to dynamite, or they like barely even mentioned. So I guess basically what it was is that um, Nyla got the title match because she was refusing to wrestle until she got her rematch against Sheeta, and that, that's basically what it was. So anytime Nyla was booked for a match on dark, she refused to wrestle until she got until she was given her title match. <clears throat> which they could have they could have continued that on dynamite. I don't know why they dropped the ball on that one. Uh let's see the Young Bucks defeated FTR. Which uh which is crazy. I would have picked uh the Bucks had he known that um they would be able to go for the titles yeah. again. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know about that stipulation either when we oh, were putting this together for the pay-per-view really? matches. It was well, I guess there. that's why you needed me, because I knew well before I picked it. That was the whole reason I picked them. I just kind of figured I figured the Bucks were going to win anyway. So. Yeah, no, they they made that well, situation. I thought they would AW like episode before the pay per view. Yeah, I thought they would drag out the the feud a little bit longer than what they did. So I was like, oh, maybe they'll lose this time, and then you build to a fucking can't challenge for the belts again match or something. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I think we're going to end up having the elite holding the tag titles and the uh, AEW World Championship. Probably. Since, you know, the elite's only the Bucks and Kenny Omega now. The true elite. The elite. The elite. Well, uh, after they won, Adam Page, like, kind of, like, hung out in the tunnel like by himself, like like he's gonna come out as like uh, Sting or something. <laughs> after he just like watched. Yeah, I think there's still a little little bit going on there, like yeah, because they kicked him out of the elite. So like Paige isn't part of the elite anymore. No, but like he's still like it's he still considers them to be like friends from like the the story arc that they're going with a lot of this, but um, I think. I think the three of them, Omega and the Bucks, are going to go like full on heel, and then like I think Hangman's going to be like the face. 
which makes makes a little more sense. But um, yeah. So that's pretty much Garrett and I both picked the books. Uh, Carl picked FTR. Uh, then we got uh, that goddamn Darby Allen taking on Cody Rhodes for the TNT Championship. Um, Garrett and I both picked Cody. Carl picked that goddamn Darby Allen. And that, this is a pretty good match, too. Um, the the highlights I saw actually looked pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, it was a pretty good match. Uh, I mean, I, I don't. I don't discredit Darby's in-ring ability at all. I I just don't like the character. Yeah, I get you. You really wouldn't like it, his entrance then. Uh, but uh, but yeah, um, yeah, man, I I liked it. I enjoyed it. Uh, I I like to see. I, I'm glad they gave the title to Darby Allen because he's like one of the the first few guys. You know, you had him and Paige and. Um, uh, um, Joey Janela, you know, you had like a lot of these guys that kind of hopped on before they started acquiring these names from other promotions, you know. And I'm glad they uh, yeah. gave him a gave him a bone. Yeah, he was like one of the. He was actually the first one that signed with the company was Darby Allen. Yeah, outside of outside the elite, he was the first the first one. Um, one of the first ones but uh yeah no, it looked like a pretty good match um then we got john moxley retained over eddie kingston duh uh, that was a really yeah, good match all picked, that was a really good match too i'll pick mox so. yeah again like all i saw were highlights i actually maybe i'll find some time this weekend to sit down and actually watch the pay-per-view but um like i did i did want to see the moxley kingston match just because the build going into that was freaking amazing. Yeah, it was like I'm not. I I make no secrets. I'm not a big Moxley fan, but I'm a big Kingston fan. And Kingston's promos and Moxley's promos, especially the uh, Dynamite before the pay per view, what well, it pretty much sold me on that match. I think they had the they had the benefit too of the I quit match on WWE held myself like sucking so hard that. Once yeah. you saw that, and you're like, "Oh, that's what an I quit match is supposed to look like," you know. Pretty much. <clears throat> so yeah, so that was uh that was full gear, um, which a lot of people were saying was AEW's better pay per view this year so far. Um, I kind of feel like everyone says that every time AEW runs a pay per view, though. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I wouldn't say. Well, I guess that's. I, say, I guess that's a good I thing. I wouldn't say it was their best pay per view. Uh, well, I mean, they ain't did too many this year, anyways. But uh, yeah, I would say the, like the last pay per view was probably better, like in my eyes. But awesome. All right, so let's uh run through dynamite real quick here. We had some some rando rando chick. Uh, started running down Cody, uh, threw out Shaq's name, talking about, you know, Cody was in the giant killer. You know, there's one giant, you know, and that's Shaq, blah, blah, blah. Um, Cody's wife came out and pretty much uh, probably did some of the best mic work of her career, <laughs> like ever, which was freaking amazing. So, like, Brandy got straight ghetto on this bitch, so, <laughs> which is pretty good. Then um, Team Taz ended up attacking Cody. Uh, which goes off from a lot of uh, Taz's commentary earlier in the match with earlier in the night 
with um, Brian Cage taking on Matt Seidel. Like Taz pretty much just ran down Cody the entire time he's on commentary. Uh, Darby hit the ring and him and Cody cleaned house. So I'm sure next week we'll get a tag team match between Darby and Cody and Team Taz. <clears throat> Seems to make sense. Um, one of the other notable things, there really wasn't a whole lot of notable stuff here. Uh, the Natural Nightmares defeated the Butcher and the Blade in a bunkhouse match, which was pretty violent from what I saw. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, pretty all over the place. They beat the shit out of each other. I think every, I think everyone in the match was bleeding. Awesome. Like, Dustin Rhodes ain't going to enter in a match anymore without bleeding. Oh, even QT and I think Blade were bleeding. I don't know about the Butcher. Yeah, they were all like... I literally saw a spot in the match where they're beating the shit out of each other. I'm like, I barely could tell who's was who because there's just blood all over their face. It was that (laughs) much blood. The, uh, the... The finish saw um, the bunny get uh, bumped off the apron and put through a table. Um, Dustin hit, I think it was, I believe it was the blade with a cowbell, and then QT hit the diamond cutter for the win. So, not bad. And then we had uh, Pentagon versus Phoenix 2, uh, which saw Penta pick up the win over Phoenix. Um, Eddie Kingston, um, again, trying to uh, put a divide between Pentagon and Phoenix. Uh, then we saw the return of that bastard Pac. So next week we're getting Pac and the Blade, which should be a really solid matchup. Yup. So that was a. Uh... Which I don't know if you saw, uh, <laughs> Pentagon's mask was like halfway like he had half his mask not even on his face. It just got like ripped off. I wouldn't. I think Phoenix was Phoenix was ripping right. at his mask. Yeah, like he's he? like half of, like you could literally see one of his eyes and like half, most of his face. It was so ripped. He was trying to like oh, he was trying to like move, he has like a weird. His eyes are like he's kind of got like those Rey Mysterio eyes. They're like really blue, so they look <laughs> off putting. So they were in contact. I think it was a. Uh... Oh, excuse me. Yeah, I think they're contacts. <clears throat> All right. Yeah. So that was Dynamite, which was a pretty solid show this week uh, from what I saw. I didn't get to see a lot of it, but I did see quite a bit. And then, like, through YouTube highlights and stuff like that. Um, Impact. Uh, we're just going to run down the quick and dirty here with Impact, Ring of Honor, and UWN primetime. Uh, we had Havoc and Nevaeh defeated. Um, to Neil Dashwood, formerly known as Emma and Madison Rain. Uh, Dashwood ends up walking out on Rain after the match. Uh, Rohit Raju defeated TJP in a uh, defeat Rohit challenge uh, to retain the X Division Championship. Uh, Tommy Dreamer continued his investigation on who shot Johnny Bravo. And the main event, we saw Anderson, Carl Anderson take on Josh Alexander, which goes to a no contest after Gallows and Ethan Page get involved, and we have a huge tag team brawl. And now a lot of that sets up going into Saturday night, which we get Turning Point. If you have the Impact Plus app, you can watch that, uh, which will see the Impact Roll Championship being defended by Rich Swan taking on Sammy Callahan. Uh, no disqualification knockout championship match with Sue Young taking on Deanna Perrazzo. Another defeat Rohit challenge for the X Division Championship. The Impact World Tag Team Championships, the North defending against the Good Brothers. 
Jordan Grace and Tennille Dashwood taking on the team of Taya and Rosemary. Eddie Edwards versus Davari. Moose versus Willie Mack. And Brian Myers versus Swoggle. Yes, Brian Myers is wrestling Horn Swoggle on an impact pay-per-view. Which stems from the Halloween street fight where Hornswoggle was hiding in a garbage can and used some barbecue tongs on Brian Myers' balls. <laughs> it was awesome. Our Ring of Honor, we saw a pure rules match between Draper and Johnson. Draper ended up picking up the win. And the main event match on here was Brody King taking on Dalton Castle. Brody King picked up the win over Dalton. Uh, UWN primetime, Chris Dickinson defeated Fred Rosser, formerly known as Darren Young, in the uh, semifinals for the UWN World Title Tournament. Uh, the Real Money Brothers and Cam defeated four minutes of Heat and Will all day. Lacey Rain defeated Vipress for the S for the FSW Women's Championship. So Lacey Ryan is your new FSW Women's Champion. Uh Aaron Stevens and J.R. Kratos, which this was originally supposed to be Aaron Stevens in the question mark, taking on James Storm and Eli Drake for the NWA Tag Team Championships. But Aaron Stevens and J.R. Kratos are your new NWA Tag Team Champions, Uh, which shows that it's mainly because James Storm, I believe, is going back to impact. Right. So, which he did, he did appear on Impact this week too, if I remember correctly, because Impact was pre-taped anyway. So, where is Eli Drake heading? That's my thing. Is he staying with UWN or is he going to bounce somewhere else? And then another interesting turn of events: Mike Bennett defeated Sean Davari in the uh, main event in the UWN World Title semifinal matchup. And there was also a. Uh, Interview on there with uh, David Hart Smith or uh, Davy Boy Smith Jr., who um, basically put the uh, the winner of the UWN title on notice um, that he's coming for them. So, <clears throat> pretty awesome. So UWN's putting on some pretty solid shows, from what it looks like. You know, I did watch the first four episodes on Fight TV. Um, I guess you should definitely check that out if you're not watching that. All right, so let's get into our retro review, which is continuing with our theme this month of Survivor Series. Uh, this week, we all watched uh, Survivor Series from 1988. So good. It wasn't as good as the first one. And that's what I'm saying. Like, it was good. Oh, the one that we watched, uh, Survivor yeah. Series 90? So this was pretty good. Like I love, like we were talking before we started recording, like how much I love the original, like the early Survivor Series pay per views, just because of the, they're all like the traditional Survivor Series matches, and even when they got into like when we talked about uh, Survivor Series '90 last week, going into that uh the title or the uh, having to be like a tournament style, um. Where like the the sole survivors of each team went into went into that last matchup. So. Um. All right. So here we go. First match on the card. Uh, five on five on five traditional Survivor Series match. Um, the team of the 
Intercontinental Champion at the time, the Ultimate Warrior, Brutus the Barber Beefcake, Sam Houston, and the Blue Blazer making his uh, pay-per-view debut. Um, And Jim Brunzel, jumping Jim Brunzel, formerly the Killer Bees. Um, They're taking on the team of the Honky Talk Band, the Outlaw Ron Bass, Dangerous Danny Davis, Greg the Hammer Valentine, and Bad News Brown. It's a pretty, it was a pretty solid matchup considering like the two biggest names in this match were Ultimate Warrior and the Honky Talk uh, Band. Um, that's uh, didn't Ultimate Warrior's team open up the watch up review that we watched too? Like, uh, yeah, like Ultimate Warrior has to open up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, this one was pretty interesting because, um, Bad yeah. News Brown just he left. Got, yeah, he, like, hit, he, he, he was got like hit with his team. Like yeah, they all started like arguing with each other. Like Honky Tonk Man was trying to calm everybody down, and he's just like, "Yo, after this, I'm done." I think like one of the out. funniest spots was like right at the beginning because <laughs> like Brutus starts the match, and the uh, the guy in commentary was like, "Yeah, they probably shouldn't have done that." It takes him like ten to fifteen minutes before he's hot and ready. <laughs> he's <laughs> cracking me up oh man that was awesome but uh yeah so it was uh this is uh yeah ultimate ultimate warrior, warrior. Yep. pinning both ron bass and then greg the hammer valentine with uh double x handles to be the uh the sole survivor It was, a, it was a pretty solid opening match. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Like I know, like all these matches were fun to watch, um, including the second match, which was a ten on ten tag team Survivor Series match, um, which was the team of the Powers of Pain, the Rockers, the British Bulldogs, the Hart Foundation, and the Young Stallions taking on the WWF Tag Team Champions Demolition. The Brainbusters, the Bolsheviks, as that was Nikolai Volkov and Boris Zukov, uh, the Fabulous Rougeaus, Jacques and Raymond, and the Conquistadors. <laughs> this was not Edging Christian and Mass. They were way too yeah, young at that, that time. Original. <laughs> the original Conquistadors. This was this was a pretty fun match. A great way to showcase some of the tag teams that were on there. Yeah, I did. I, uh, I mean, a few of those are like some of my favorite <clears throat> tag teams. You know, uh, the Bulldogs, uh, the Rockers, uh, Demolition, uh, Powers of Pain. Like, it's like kind of like the who's who's of a fucking tag team. Uh, I mean, pretty much. I, I would like this is a pretty long match, but I wish it was like a lot longer. Like, I it should have went like two hours, uh, just to give everybody a little bit more time. But I mean, it was great. Yeah, it was awesome. Like the biggest thing that came out of this match was um, Mr. Fuji turning on Demolition and joining the uh, the Powers of Pain. Basically, he uh, he pulled the the rope down. I think it was on Axe. Yep, as man. he was um hitting the ropes, and then um you know they just like went nuts. So Powers of Pain ended up picking up the win for their team, 
being the uh, the sole yeah. the sole survivors. Yeah, it was power of pain. Yeah, they on ended up eliminating the conquistadors were the last ones to be eliminated. Um so demolition ran back to the ring and uh chased warlord and barbarian from the ring. So this this pretty much um this was the start of the demolition face turn. And then like the the heel turn, like barbarian and warlord, the powers of pain. Which which is kind of odd because they're on like you had the face team and the heel team, which a lot of these guys were. Yeah, I think a lot of these teams were faces. Like I think the yeah, Heart Foundation were, was I mean, faces the way they at were that doing time too. Ring. Oh, yeah. I think their brain brushes were heels because like, uh, uh, like the totally brain brushes were heels. Like a, a burnt of like the fucking like beatings. Like everybody got a turn with uh Tully Blanchard. Yeah, a lot of these guys, yeah, these were um yeah, the powers of pain were faced at the right. time. And then they, I think then after this they turned it was like one it was weird because like powers of pain turned to heel and then demolition turned face because the crowd was cheering demolition when they came back out and chased out powers of pain because they're booing powers of pain after they won the match like all because of the actions of uh, Mr. Fuji and then joining powers of pain it's kind of strange Uh, let's see so the third match we had was uh, the team of Andre the Giant, Rick Rude Dino Bravo, Mr. Perfect and Harley Race taking on the team of Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Jake the Snake Roberts, Scott Casey, Ken Patera and uh, Tito Santana and the Junkyard Junkyard Dog, who was originally scheduled to be part of Robert's team, um, but left WWF at the time. So he is replaced by B. Brian Blair. So this was that uh, B. Brian Blair replaced the Junkyard Dog to be part of the team, but he also left WWF. So then he was replaced by <laughs> Scott Casey. <laughs> Whole yep. lot of alternates in that match there. Which is, like it took which me a second. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> fucking Andre choked out pretty much no. Jake Roberts and uh I think uh Mr. Perfect pinned him. Yep. Yeah, it was um Andre choked out Roberts, got disqualified because he refused to release the chokehold. Um and before Roberts recovered, um Mr. Perfect pinned him. And there was uh, Mr. Perfect and Dino yep. Bravo were the last two remaining for the team. Uh, after Roberts was able to recover, he uh, whipped out Damien and uh, and Andre started chased everyone like, from ringside. Never seen him run. Never seen him run so far. Oh, Andre was, in my life. Andre was. Andre is like like real life. Andre is afraid yeah, he of was, snakes. He was running like, when he that, saw that just, snake on the yeah. the corner. He was out. I know a big man could run so fast. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that was a pretty fun matchup. Um, you, you had Andre and Jake Roberts were in the midst of that feud. And it was pretty good. Like there really wasn't like a, a match on here that wasn't entertaining. Um, and of course, we had the main event. 
uh, which was the Mega Powers, Hulk Hogan, and the WWF World Heavyweight Champion, the Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah. Taking on the t- um, paired up with Hercules, Coco Beware, and Hillbilly Jim. Uh, taking on the Twin Towers, uh, which, of course, is Akeem and the Big Boss Man, Ted DiBiase, Haku, and the Red Rooster. This confuses me because I don't well, ever the remember the Red part Rooster being was, a heel. So they had like a segment in the back and like they started talking to everybody in the match. And uh, and Gene was like, Red Rooster, do you talk? Of course I talk. Why wouldn't I talk? I was like, why wouldn't he? Why would you ask him a question like that? <laughs> like, what the hell? It was so fucking funny to me. Oh. That was pretty solid. This um this like really played into the um the pending explosion of the mega powers. Um as you saw like after the match. It was it was pretty much Hogan and Savage were the uh yep. the last yeah. two remaining in the match. So then you see like Hogan picks up the win, you know, after tagging, getting that, that quick tag from Savage. And then, like, Hogan's, like, celebrating the win, and, you know, Elizabeth is tending the Savage, and then she comes over, you know, to, to check on Hogan, and Hogan picks her up, you know, gives her this big-ass hug, and you see, like, Savage get the crazy eyes, and he's just, like, looking at him, like, what the hell? <clears throat> but, um, basically, it was, you know, there's some more of that, too, like, early, like, during the, like, the last part of the, the climax of the match, uh, basically, Akeem threw Savage on top of Elizabeth, which ended up knocking her out. And th- this is one of the big things where, like, Hogan had picked her up and took her backstage, leaving Savage alone in the ring with the t- with the towers. So while he was tending to Elizabeth, so that that was where a lot of this, like the this here, was like the the explosion of the mega powers. <clears throat> so then you have Hogan came back. Savage slapped him in the face, took the belt in his hand, and turned heel by, you know, leaving Hogan. This was definitely not part. I'm reading too much into this here. But this is all pretty much the Mega Powers exploding, and this was, you know, like the aftermath of this pay-per-view and, you know, leading up to WrestleMania five, with Hogan defeating Savage for the the WWF title. So. I'm jump, I jumped a little far ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Not trying to confuse anybody. All that happened on Saturday night's main event on uh, January 7th, 1989. That was after, after the Survivor Series pay per view, a couple months later. So, but yeah, but you can see it was pretty much the uh, the start of of the, the pending explosion for the Mega Powers, was, was that there. Then we got the whole, you know, the infamous. You got lust in your eyes, Hogan. You got lust for Elizabeth. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. So, Hogan Savage. And then, what was it? It was Hogan and Warrior in the uh, the 1990 Survivor Series were the last two in the main event. All right, so yeah, Survivor Series '88. So uh, next week we'll take a look at another Survivor Series, 
Um, which one do you guys want to do? You want to do Survivor Series 87? I'd say we, um, I'd say we do the, the first 2000... one before the pay-per-view, right? The pay-per-view. So, yeah, Survivor Series 87 will be the first I'd one. i say we do the first one before the pay-per-view. Sounds good to me. Okay. We can do that. So, next week, we'll take a look at Survivor Series 87, which will be the first one. And we'll... Uh, We'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, let's see. In promoting the show this week, I did ask um, for some questions from our fan base. Um, very small fan base, apparently, because yeah, we got so one question. My cock was, uh... <laughs> 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 no feeling. <laughs> Unfortunately, they did not have a ruler that could <laughs> go that small. <laughs> All right. So, good friend of the show, uh, Phil Gentile, formerly of the Chick Foley Show. You can follow him on Twitter at I hate JJ Reddick. Uh, is pretty much the only question that we got, which is cool because it's a, it's a pretty solid question. And his question was, what's the current roster wrestler you most badly want to see made in 2020 so i'm assuming since you know he's a figure collector as well this is um we'd want to see in figure form um i was looking at this more of like who hasn't had a figure yet but i think yeah, Garrett, you were looking at, at, at another way yep ring gear i want the hurt business. That's what I. That's what I want. That's the what hurt I business. want. Ooh. I want the hurt business. Nice. Nice. But they can. Uh, they can <laughs> make them. Awesome. They, they can all make them in their own. The tag tag. Hurt business ring gear. I think. Did they show. I can't remember. I think they may have shown off one of the. Um, upcoming figures so. in the actual Hurt Business attire. I think it might have been Shelton Lashley. or Lashley. I can't remember. Well, one of them has a new one of them has a new figure coming out and it's actually in the Hurt Business ring gear. <clears throat> um, yeah, like I said, I looked at this more like who hasn't had a figure yet that's on the main roster and it's really slim pickings because pretty much everybody has Ooh, had. I know. I know who you want. A figure. I figured that. Um, you want a Lars Sullivan figure. I know you don't have to tell everyone that's what you want, but I know it's. Uh, I know I'm just fucking. I mean, they put out a basic of them, like, and I, I generally tend to buy like one of everyone, <laughs> but there's a handful that I don't want, <laughs> and Lars Sullivan is one of them. So that's that's not a figure I want. I want. A, so. Since I don't collect <laughs> uh, figures at all, uh. I'll tell y'all what y'all need is y'all need a uh, a Michael Cole and uh, Corey Graves uh, figure that comes with an announce table and uh, some headsets. Um, they actually made uh, a Michael Cole and a Corey Graves. Yep, Michael Cole was a build a figure and Corey Graves was released as a but did they come um, with a basic figure release? Table. It's like one of like, no. the cheaper figures. Um, they did not come with an exploding announce table. 
what yeah. I have exploding in all tables that they're sitting at. <laughs> and then sitting next to them is the <laughs> king and Jim Ross at their own announce table. <laughs> and they have a slammy in front of them. <laughs> um. <laughs> and I had at one point another announce table set up with Paul Heyman and JBL. Ooh. Actually, I had three. I had three announced. I actually have an answer. I thought of an answer. I have Go ahead. Point. I want your answer first. <laughs> I, I'm I, having I a thought of somebody. Because I thought not of really, somebody you actually might want. Like we're getting. Angel Garza doesn't Parker. have a figure. Does he? Does he? Okay. I'll say that would be cool. He's got one coming out though. Yeah. Okay. They announced it at, uh, at uh, San Diego Comic-Con. He actually, and he also oh, has great. the removable track pants. Yeah. <laughs> uh, man, I'm really trying to. I'm having a hard time too thinking of someone who doesn't have a figure. <laughs> I'm just gonna ignore what I just heard. I've literally like this sounded like a door creaking. That's how loud that shit was. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh main roster. <laughs> That's what I think about uh that idea Garrett. Oh, uh, goodness gracious. <laughs> oh man, there's not really like oh so we're getting a they we're getting an updated Liv Morgan that they showed at Ringside Fest. Um it's that's a tough one because like I'd be the one to say I want to update it to Mina. Like with that stupid like SWAT vest or whatever the thing she's wearing, but I'd be like the only one that would want mm. that. Nobody else would buy that. Um, damn, like it's rough. Like I guess you know what I, I'd say an updated. <laughs> no, because nobody wants a Chad game. Could could we could we add, could we <laughs> add like uh, short, NXT? There's that? a shorty G basic coming out. Uh, it just said main roster. Oh. No, current uh, roster. Not main roster, roster. Current roster. Okay. Uh, uh, He's got one Scarlett coming up. At least probably not until that next year. Awesome. Scarlet did not have a figure showing off. But if Cross yeah, has yeah, a figure coming, hers fucking, can't be that far behind. Uh, small, workable, uh, uh, fucking sand thing. The sand timer thing. But not you say like current roster and ring gear. I want from Halloween Havoc. I want freaking Johnny Gargano and yep. Candace in their Nightmare Before Christmas ring gear, complete with entrance jackets and everything. Like I want a Candace Larray with the freaking little pixie wings. <laughs> but current roster. Now that I'm looking at it at current roster, not main roster. I don't know why I was thinking main roster. But okay. current roster, I want a fucking Shotzi Blackheart. Yeah, better come with a fucking little Hands tank. Out. She I want a Shotzi figure. She better fit. Damn straight. I also Damn would, straight. I also would love Damn a Dexter straight. Loomis if they haven't made Shotzi with a tank. 
a Dexter yes. would be awesome. He's got to have that like stone face. It like can come with like face. Have, uh, it can come with a yeah. It, it can come with a zombie referee too. <laughs> comes with weird eyes. <laughs> awesome. Comes with weird eyes. And you want yeah, to? You, you want I'd a want a shot to Blackheart. That that's probably like my most. Oh damn straight! I would love a Cameron Grimes figure. Cameron, that would be so freaking awesome with the vest and the top hat. They got the mold for the top hat, like freaking. They made like two Papa Shongos, baby. I mean, (laughs) I love Cameron Grimes. Yeah, so like most badly want to see made in 2020, like at least some prototype images, so that they know they're coming. Shotzi Blackheart and Cameron Grimes. Yep. Those are like my two that I'll I want to see. Uh, retribution, <clears throat> but not not the current retribution. Like this, I want like some little mini skinny scrawny people uh, with masks and gloves. <laughs> awesome. All right, thanks, Phil, for that question. Uh, I'm gonna try to do this like a little more frequently, just to get you know some other things going on there. Um, I did pose like. They did add, you know, say anything like wrestling or non-wrestling related. So, but uh, yeah, that's cool. That was a, a very thought-provoking question as far as like what type of what figures I want to see. So, awesome. And we lost Carl. Like fucking Carl's been like dropping in and off like all night. Man, I'm telling you. Oh. But uh, while we're waiting for Carl to get back on, so we can do our final good. Final farewell this week. I should say um, I've got some plans in motion for the for episode 100. Got some big things, big things popping, little things stopping. That's right. I got some stuff going. Like, unfortunately, no, I did not secure an interview with MVP, but I got some cool stuff in the pipeline. So it was never too late, never too early to start planning for that 100th episode. So. We're getting fun code for the all right. So. Shh. We're getting what? <laughs> <laughs> I think we got a better chance of getting Gilberg. <laughs> oh man, no! I would love, I would love to talk to Gil, to Dwayne Gill. Gilberg, that would be awesome. Talking about like the toxic turtles and all that, that'd be so much fun. But uh, yeah. So. All right. Hit this up. <laughs> you riding off that high of um, uh, Myers and Cardona, Cardona's last uh, major podcast live show. But uh, hit this up, Dwayne Gill, Gilbert, yep. the best Berg in the business. Way better than Goldberg. Gilbert for life. <laughs> all right, but that's going to wrap up another edition of the Wrestling Again podcast. Uh, thank you all for checking us out. Remember, hit us up on social media, uh, Russell Gannon Pod 1D on Instagram, or 2Ds on Instagram, Russell Gannon Pod with 1D on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Russell Gannon Pod, also with 1D. Uh, we're going to leave you this week. Our theme of the week was my pick. I had it narrowed down to two. I'm going to save this one for my next pick, or one of the two for my next pick. But this week, I was really feeling some Scott Steiner after watching a couple of uh, WCW pay per views. So my pick is Scott Steiner, but it's his WWE theme. 
holla if you hear me. And on behalf of myself, Chris Heat Matthews, Gary G. Money Mun, and the Tennessee Jesus Carl Crossland, thank you all for listening. This has been episode 67 yeah. of the Russell Gannon Podcast. <laughs> Later, <laughs> Mark. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.